0: listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Giebus broadcasting with Father Brian Christensen here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Hey, if you enjoyed that last interview, remember that all shows on Real Presence Live are replayed on Saturday, but you can get on our podcast and share that interview with a couple that you think needs to have their marriage matter and needs to attend that retreat. But right now, we're headed in a different direction. We have Brett Eckert here to talk about Alpha. Good morning, Brett. Good morning. Wow. Were you excited about that interview? We just, you know, Father kept looking at me like, <laughs> like you know, I need to go to this looking mothers, at all the married
1: tr- couples that
2: needs to go right right
0: sitting in this broadcast booth father's <laughs> looking at the married couples Hey, eh? you need to go
2: <laughs> no I you know I again just going back to what Jim uh, and Renee are going to be doing here in March and then the commitment to building marriages he he mentioned there like, like a critical thing I think with regard to um he said all of the all the social ills that we encounter in society all you know, kind of go back to, to the family. Right. Um, and if we can strengthen marriage, if we can strengthen family life, um, then many and many of those things that we see out in the world, um, and that they deal with, with regard to counseling and depression and anxiety and some of the other issues that people face in the world today, you know, that strength of the family, the 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 formation in the family, um, and and the support that we get throughout life from the family um, is so critical and so important. We see, you know, um, many of the times, you know, reading in the newspaper, talking, talking with some of our teachers and stuff like that. There's and they're having to um, fill in, uh, you know, and and make up and do a lot of things that that families, parents are doing in, in the past. We're relying on teachers. We're relying on uh, other agents within the society to fill in that gap and, and, and whatnot. So um, we're here with, uh, Brett Eckert, uh, and, uh, um, he's the director of evangelization and uh, catechesis for the uh, cathedral of our lady perpetual help. Brett, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. More father. You're, you're, some of our listeners will recognize your voice and uh, who you are. You, you make a, a regular appearance on real presence live.
1: Yep. Semi-regular. Yeah. Semi-regular. That's, that's semi-regular.
2: Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, on my one Friday a, a month <laughs> and sometimes Karen ropes me into a few more, but it's always a joy to visit and see God's grace at work. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do here at the cathedral.
1: Uh, Yeah, so my position is uh, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis. Uh, So I'll oversee uh, all of our faith formation, but my predominant role is actually in the area of evangelization. Uh, So spreading the good news of Jesus Christ to our parishioners and to also everyone in the world.
2: Everyone in the world. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone in the world. Um, So like evangelization, right, you know, it's been, you know, on our minds on the forefront i guess in the focus on the radar of the church uh, for a couple uh, decades now a couple generations it's always been at the heart of the nature of the church from the great commission that jesus gives us in matthew's gospel go and make disciples of all nations uh, but there seems to be a renewed emphasis on that uh, what does that what does that look like for the body of christ for diocese for parish family today Um, really more than anything, it's, it's helping ourselves
1: realize that we are part of that great commission that we are called, uh, to share the gospel because truthfully, uh, it's the sharing of the experience of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I know me personally, and I know the people I get to talk to, it's, it's that relational aspect, uh, that is the first grounding in our faith that, uh, once we've encountered the love of Jesus Christ, um, our whole life changes, uh, we have been touched by him and then, uh all we ever do and desire to do is to know him more and love him more. And the thing I always say is why we have the world's greatest message. We have like, uh, I mean, talking with Jim Kenyon, it's amazing because those ills that we see, uh, yes, are in the families, but at the same point, it's also like, think of the world if we allowed Christ to infuse every aspect of our lives and how the world would be drastically changed.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, as Jim was talking earlier and you're talking now, I was thinking of uh, G.K. Chesterton's uh, response to that question in the London Times, you know, the essay on what's wrong with the world, and he his essay was, I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the change begins with each one of us that we welcome in the good news of the gospel that we have this encounter with Jesus Christ as um, Pope uh, Emeritus Benedict XVI says it's an encounter that, Um, changes the direction and the horizons of my whole life. Again, I think of the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. Her encounter with Jesus changes the whole direction of her life. Uh, Matthew at his customs post, Peter at his boat, um, Paul on the way to Damascus. This encounter with Jesus that that builds into an ongoing lifelong relationship changes the whole direction uh, of our lives. I mean, can you share a little bit about your own (laughs) <laughs> growth in your relationship with, with, with Christ and how that took you on a trajectory that maybe you didn't expect, you know, at 18 or. <laughs> Oh, maybe a little. Or older. like six
1: months ago. Six months ago.
2: Yeah. So,
1: like, I was raised not a nominationalist, Um and I actually grew up here in the the Rapid City area. I'm from a small town called Hill City. Um, strong faith life. My parents really instilled the faith into us um, growing up. My mom was the church secretary for 30 years. My dad is actually still an elder at the church um, uh, where we grew up, and went off to college. Met a Catholic gal. Um, but really what ended up happening was I had always kind of had this relationship with Christ, uh, but I had never really fully grasped the element of how much he loves us. Mm. Um, and it was through heartache and, and, and hard times that all of a sudden it kind of clicked. Um, my wife and I, um, as many couples have have experienced uh, suffered the tragedy of a miscarriage and uh, I remember uh, it had happened on the weekend we were actually crazy enough we were down in Las Vegas uh, for her sister's 21st birthday don't think that we were crazy we just went to go see all the cool hotels pretty much because we we're pretty tame but anyways we uh, uh, while we were down there is when the miscarriage happened so then we got back that uh, a couple days later and it wasn't until uh, we got back and we had already painted the baby's room it was before our firstborn so the room was all painted and we were just so, we, we had been so excited for this little life that we had never even met yet yeah. and uh, let's just say yeah lots of tears were shed just broke down in that moment and within that um, realized the deep sense of love that I had for somebody I had never met mm. that i had always heard how much christ loves us and how much god loves us and they're like the love of a parent multiply it by a thousand multiply it by infinity and at that moment um it sent me on a completely different trajectory because uh i had i had had that glimpse of the love of christ so then what ended up happening is also my wife being a catholic had uh The church we were at had perpetual adoration. Mm. So my wife asked me, hey, would you be willing to go to adoration with me? And I'm like, well, what's adoration? She's like, well, you go and pray in front of Jesus. And I wasn't the nicest person. I kind of made fun of her because I was not Catholic at that time. And uh, we ended up going. And then I remember there was one night in particular. uh, We had been going every week. And just God had kind of been working on my heart in regards to, like, you know, like, I love you. And see the ways in which... I'm working in your life. Cause through adoration in that time of silence, I was able to start seeing all these crazy ways in which God was really working. Mm. Uh, and then one night I got stuck in adoration alone. <laughs> so Whoa. yeah, I know. Right. The non Catholic <laughs> is in there in adoration all by himself. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. I just realized like he loves me. He desires more for me. He, and, and at the same point, he's like, I'm, pushing you on a trajectory of looking into the church that I founded. And I was not expecting that. So now, yeah, fast forward nine years, now I'm a director of evangelization <laughs> and catechesis, talking to people about the Catholic faith and in love with my faith.
2: Yeah, you know, you bring up that kind of the way that God's work. He's always working, right? You've had a relationship with Christ since you've been a kid, thanks to your parents and your upbringing and your life of prayer. um but slowly become more and more aware, right? This awareness that God is at work, he knows me, and this tremendous love that he has for me and uh, this growing awareness and then acknowledging that. And then our response to that is really beautiful. And powerful. It, it, that's what changes our life, becoming yep. aware. I mean, Jesus walked through Capernaum. I'm sure there's many people that stayed sweeping their floors and mm-hmm. tending to their, you know, custom mm-hmm. tables and didn't look up like Matthew looked up and, and took on that a moment. Like, like, it wasn't that Jesus wasn't there, wasn't acting and inviting them but we always have to be become more and more aware of that. All right. So that kind of that's yeah. <laughs> beautiful because I'm I'm super interested in like how do we help people become aware of God's work in their life? I mean, I think evangelization is saying this Jesus, this God is is at work in you. What? Yeah. So how, how like what as a director of evangelization, how do you try and Make that possible for for people um, in
1: any way, shape, and form. In regards, uh, so obviously, uh, some of it entails around. Um, I hate calling it a program that we run, um, but the reality is actually within the parish life, providing opportunities for the experience, for for the opportunity where people have the opportunity to encounter the love of Christ. Whether that be in adoration, uh, I mean, I think it's beautiful, but mercy nights have started to just, I mean, they have taken off around here. And why? is because it gives people the experience, like, n- not in just some unintangible, like, weird offset way that's kind of ethereal, shall we say, but just a real tangible way. Like, somebody stumbles into the church on a mercy night, and, I mean, it's for everybody, and they're able to go and get prayed with. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they hear the words and they feel this element of, God loves me. And these people here love me. Yeah. And so then, giving people in every aspect and way uh, an opportunity to encounter Jesus Christ. Um, and some of that does fundamentally come down to, like I said, I hate calling it a program, but it, sure. it technically, I call it an experience. Because it's never based upon um, just... Run through this and, hey, um, but we run the Alpha Course. Uh, we've been running the Alpha Course here for four years. And I will say the fruits that have come and the, the stories that you see in the lives that have been changed and the, the opportunity gives people to experience the love of Jesus Christ and make them, quote, unquote, aware of how much he really does love them uh, is just breathtaking.
2: Well um, just want to back up a little bit. We're, yeah. we're going to turn to Alpha in just a second. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really right that you uh, talk about um, these opportunities, right? How mm-hmm. do we get people at uh, opportunities? We have a short moment before we're going to head to break. But one of the key parts of evangelization and, and how, helping people – encounter Jesus is that invitation. Mm-hmm. I think that Andrew moment, like yes. we need more Andrews, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so can you just talk about the, this idea of invitation? And-
1: yeah. Um, like I said, we have the world's greatest message. Uh, sometimes, uh, uh, it's, uh, the, Magician, pen and teller. Um, one of them says, uh, "Christians, if they believe truly what they believe, they have the world's greatest message. How much do you have to hate me to not tell me that message?" He's a well-known atheist, uh-huh. um, but it's just that reality of is like we have this amazing experience of, of the God who created us and loves us. Why would we hold that in? So then, how do we go about our whole entire life? finding and seeking for those who who maybe are further away from Christ and maybe don't even know him and just giving them the opportunity because if we never give them the opportunity They never have the opportunity.
2: We're visiting with uh, Brad Eckert, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis here at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual. We're going to come back to him uh, in a moment. Just how is evangelization working here at the cathedral? What opportunities are being made so that we can invite others into an encounter with Jesus Christ? We'll be right back after the break on Real Presence Live.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio, and I am putting a plug in for Real Presence Radio. Dr. Glickstein had mentioned there was this new radio, and I started listening to it. I became totally addicted. I can remember sitting in the parking lot of Walmart, didn't want to turn it off. Real Presence
2: Radio gives us the gift not only of instructing us in the faith, but also giving us the gift of expressing generosity and charity. And in that very thing, our hearts are, are enlivened, right? Yeah. The reason why God calls us to give is not so much necessarily because he needs it, but because we need to give. We need to grow in the virtue of generosity because the danger for us is that we'll get trapped by wealth. The reason why he calls us, whether it be the, the moral teaching of the church or the, you know, the, the finances, the, all of those things are about our freedom because we're just scared to trust God that much.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibus along with...
2: Father Brian Christensen.
0: And we are broadcasting from Our Lady of Perpetual Help in the...
2: What? Beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, and it's
0: sunny today, and this
2: is our beautiful broadcast booth high above 520 Cathedral Drive. Oh yeah, you know, um, the rooms here at the Cathedral Rectory are, are labeled, and here this one is St. John Vianney. So this is the St. John Vianney broadcast booth at Our Lady Perpetual Health. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you with us. How to greet morning? So far, we got more ahead. We're visiting with the director of evangelization and catechesis at the cathedral, um, Brett Eckert. we were just visiting about. Um, the role of evangelization and how we can do that and talking about the importance of invitation uh, and inviting people to meet Jesus. I said it's kind of like we need more Andrews. And Mm -hmm. St. Andrews, the one who said to his brother Simon, Simon Peter said, hey, we found the Messiah. Come and see, come and see. And, And it's that bringing people to Christ. And so you were talking, Brett, before the break about Opportunities for uh, in this encounter to introduce people to the person of Jesus Christ. One of them was adoration, where you had a personal Mm -hmm. experience yourself. And um, we're blessed here at the cathedral to have 24 7 adoration, which is absolutely a a great gift of grace uh, for us and for the whole church but also you mentioned a thing called mercy night and maybe some of our listeners aren't familiar with mercy night so could you just share what does what's a mercy night look like and and where do we find them now um well
1: uh, you can find them in about any parish that's popping up uh, that's around here in the black hills but mercy nights are um their evenings usually um some churches are running them two times a year some are running about every three or four months um but what it is is it's really just an opportunity for people to come in there's going to be um There'll be the opportunity for reconciliation. Um, There's an opportunity for prayer teams. There's usually some praise and contemplative prayer music. Um, There's Eucharistic adoration. Um, So it's just
2: different opportunities for people to experience Christ. Yeah, I think it is a really awesome opportunity, especially again that culture of invitation. Hey, I'm going over to Mercy Night. Uh you want to come with me? What time are you going? Well, 6:30. I can't make it. I got a meeting till 7:15. Great. We'll go at 7:30 because it's going on for 2 or 3 mm-hmm. hours sometimes in the different parishes and well what would we do there. Pray
1: rest well and kind of like you, yeah it's it's an opportunity it's it's also that as you and father tim like to say it's a soft landing you know mm-hmm. it's not like you're saying like hey come to mass and then they come to mass and they are just completely befuddled yeah um you know the, the mass and the celebration of the holy sacrament to, on the altar is really truly for the initiated because then you understand what's going on or you hopefully we do right. but at the same point these opportunities where like it's not as intimidating it's a nice entry point for people to let god work that's the that's the truth. Let God do the work. So many times in the evangelization, we think that well, we have to do this. We have to, It's all about us and providing this. It's like no, like it's the opportunity that's presented, but it is completely the Holy Spirit and it's completely God doing everything. I in, think we do have to. That.
2: Yeah, I do have. We we do have to be convinced that as disciples of Jesus Christ, that <laughs> Jesus is a real person who <laughs> is alive and active in the world today and active right here, right now. Yeah. Right, like he's real. And he's really, really – there's nobody more real than the Son of God who's risen from the dead and working in my life and in your life right now. Right? Amen. And so I I, I just want to say, hey, come, and this is where I meet him. This is where I know him. Um, And so some of those opportunities like – a small group Bible study that you're going to invite a friend. It's kind of a soft landing or a, a shallow end of the pool, yep. right? The, the Eucharist and the sacramental life is the deep end. Once we know him, we spend time and enter into him. But, um, you mentioned, uh, adoration, you mentioned mercy night, but I want to turn to this alpha. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: alpha <laughs> what is, what is alpha well alpha let's even just the name of it means like beginning it's the beginning of the that alphabet and the reality is, is it's it's a beginning so what it does is it fundamentally just um, helps proclaim the gospel message that you are loved right that we fell but there's a god who loves you and has it and wants to have a deep personal relationship with you and wants to fill you with his with his actual being the holy spirit Um, so
2: if I, if I'm invited to Alpha, um, what would I expect? Like, I mean, um, where is it at? Where do I go? Who's there?
1: Yeah. Um, so Alpha is for everybody. Um, I mean, those who have been in faith for a long time, those who are, um, outside of the faith realm, it's for everyone. Because really what it's meant to do is it's meant to give people an opportunity to come together and ask questions and have conversation about the questions that are on every single person in the world's heart. You know, there are fundamental questions that everyone in the world has. What, like... Am I made for more? Like, what? What is the, why am I here? Why is life hard? What, is there really a God, or is it just something that's made up? So what ends up happening is it's the opportunity for anybody from any walk to come in and be able to share their thoughts. It's not a teaching. What will happen is there's usually a short 30-minute uh, video that introduces a basic Christian teaching. Right. Uh, A basic Christian teaching. But then it is completely leaving it up to the Holy Spirit, where at the end of that, you start having just a discussion on what did that video make you think, and what are your thoughts?
2: We, uh, (laughs) as you mentioned, the Cathedral Parish, uh, the Lady Perpetual Husband, you know, hosting these Alpha um, courses, these alpha gatherings if you will uh, for, for over 4 years yep. um there's one coming up here beginning next Thursday February 24th uh 6:30 p.m. here at the cathedral uh hall mm-hmm. our basement so uh um all right, I'm invited. A friend of mine said, come to Alpha with me. It's Thursday, the 24th. Um, it's getting near the end of work. I'm kind of freaking out. Like, I don't know if I want to go to this Alpha thing. <laughs> like, I don't do the church thing. I haven't been there for a while, whatever it might be. But my friend asked me, um, what can what can that person expect? They walk in the door at 630. What's, what's their experience? As best as you can.
1: Yeah, well, before they even get to that door... There's going to be somebody there welcoming you because – Alpha is also about the experience of being with community, with being with other people who are kind of walking the same line, who are uh, exploring, who are questioning, who who want to just come and join us for, heck, a free meal. Uh, People will come in. We enjoy a a meal together because over food, lots of fun conversation happens. You get to know people Mm -hmm. when you break bread with them. That's why Christ himself, one of the best ways in which he knew people, and so much of his time was spent breaking bread having food with other people because there's an openness that happens when you're having a, a meal with individuals. So they come in, hopefully they can experience a great meal. Um, I know the people who cook are top notch. Yeah. It's not me when it's me, then it's not top notch. I was worried when when the other people are cooking. Yeah, it's real good. Um, but then come in and then be able to just, uh, spend the time together and watching the film. Uh, but then really the, the beauty of alpha is the small group because Um, What happens is when we start opening up and we start asking these questions, uh, we build these little kind of microcosms of communities, these small little communities. And I mean, one thing that you continually hear is the relationships that get built on Alpha aren't just uh, acquaintances. These are relationships that people carry on with them for years. And it's just beautiful to see that opportunity for people to feel part of a community.
2: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So I I, uh, I, come overcome my fears. The grace of the Holy Spirit leads me. I'm welcomed <laughs> at the door. I have a nice meal. I sit around the table, watch this uh, video. Is there more to life than this? Then I have this discussion, and uh, I, I head home. How long does this alpha these alpha gatherings these sessions go on yeah
1: we meet for 10 weeks 10, 10 weeks. weeks and then within it we also have a, what's known as the alpha weekend mm-hmm. uh which is a one-day retreat off site where we get to go and just uh encounter the love of christ out in nature at a beautiful uh we go out to storm mountain retreat center outside of uh by rockerville out there outside of rapid city and just a great opportunity to come together uh, for a day away from the business the chaoticness but then at that same point uh in that moment is
2: being opened to, to God and the workings of the Holy Spirit in our life. Beautiful. Uh, what generally happens, I, you know, after an Alpha, I spend these 10 weeks in Alpha, I'm having a great experience. I've really opened up to a deeper knowledge of the Lord or love of the Lord or um, kind of now I'm intrigued more, maybe. It just yep. depends where the Holy Spirit is working in each other. What's next? I mean, where, where, where do I go now? What happens?
1: Yep, so usually uh, we, we try to, provide people with the opportunity to be part of the community it's inviting them into the community if they are in peaked interest and desire to know more we actually have a couple courses that we run afterwards we run a class called Catholicism 201 um cuz obviously as we talk about alpha alpha is not a catholic course it is it is christianity mm-hmm. 101 which is basically kerygma 101 like um so then uh, we start diving into the sacraments, the church's teachings. Uh, so we invite people to a class we, uh, have created called Catholicism 201. And then after that, um, it's beautiful, but like, uh, yeah, people then usually will enter the RCIA process for those who have not been inside the
2: church. What if I'm, uh, you know, that's really beautiful. We have many testimonies, and we'll have to share those at another time. I know. know, Just so many great testimonies of people's conversions of heart, change Mm -hmm. of life because of their encounter with Christ and the body of Christ's community. But um, what if I'm a Catholic, I'm all in, um, 100% Catholic, why should I go to Alpha? For
1: two reasons. One, I have, even the most passionate Catholics have went through Alpha, and picked up something. Um, Me, I ended up learning more about the Holy, like actually having a relationship with the Holy Spirit uh, than I ever had in my entire life. So for Catholics, it's great uh, to help us get a little bit more and kind of refresh but also refresh our spiritual lives because we also are refreshed in our spiritual life when we see others come to Christ and I'm like that was the most amazing as we said the story sometimes we'll have to wait but just the element of I saw somebody come to Christ have a life changing experience and guess what like I'm in love with Christ even more because of that. Because I see how he works in other people's lives.
2: Well, thank you, Brett Eckerd, uh, Director of Evangelization and at the Cathedral. Uh, the next Alpha here at the Cathedral coming up next Thursday, the 24th of February. More information on our website, on our Facebook page. Uh, sign up. Come on down. The 24th. Fifth, twenty fourth, Thursday, twenty fourth, six thirty at the cathedral. Thanks for joining us.
0: Well, right after the break, we're going to discuss the difference between a church and a basilica. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live.